customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is The Athletic Football Show. Welcome. To the athletic football show. I'm Robert Mays. Joining me tonight is my good friend Nate Tice. Nate, how you doing, buddy? Doing well. I, I told you this right before the show. I was like, I, I for sure my dad's son because now I'm in his <laughs> office right now, as people watching on YouTube can see, and he has note like he has the sticky notes everywhere, like 40 different ones. <laughs> you got some beautiful mind shit going mm-hmm. on right now. He's got wires everywhere, but he did clean up. So thank you, Dad. I appreciate that. And also, also I found out that I'm going to be an uncle. And so I'm very, very excited. Yes, what a fun out. weekend! It's a great weekend. Yeah, very, very nice capper to the holiday season. That's great. I was spent the Christmas with my family as well. I'm with my brothers and my mom and my fiance. It was really great. I got to see my grandma for a long time. We were nice and safe, and it was fantastic. And That's we also nice. got a great weekend of football to go along yes. with a great weekend of family. We're going to dig into a lot of stuff today, including the Saturday night games, including the Christmas yes. night games. I feel like there was so much to chew on in those Man. games. We wanted to hit on them. But before we do any of that, 
Let's chat about what just happened on Sunday night. We weren't necessarily going to talk about this game if it weren't (laughs) exciting, but then the Cowboys started doing what the Cowboys did, and I felt like we had to touch on it because we had a conversation about Dallas's offense on Friday's show. And I asked you, somebody who has watched this offense a lot over the course of the year. More than the Jags (laughs) offense, believe it or not. (laughs) It's an offense that we've both been interested by. You know, I feel like we were really excited about them early in the season. And obviously they had hit kind of a swoon over the last four or five weeks. And I asked you, are you concerned about them? Do you think that they're going to turn this around? And your takeaway was, I feel like they're about to explode against the right team. And oh boy. Did they explode tonight against Washington? I'm causing Washington to explode. You yes. know your offense is playing well when the other team is taking swings at each other on the sideline. In the first quarter. Like that's yes. not it wasn't even like a fourth quarter frustration. Oh, now we're losing by three scores or something like that. It was like, you know, four minutes ago in the first quarter, they're already blowing up. And I was like, I, I feel comfortable uh being really uh, proud of myself right now. As I say, <laughs> broken clocks right twice a day. Once in a while, I hit it. But yeah, what, watching the offense, it was it was frustrating. Don't get me wrong. But I've been watching them week after week. And I'm like, oh my God, if this is, and this, you can say this about every football game ever. But it's like, if this doesn't happen, this doesn't happen. They score 40. If this doesn't happen, this happens. But it was like easy mistakes that you can fix. CD Lamb's not going to drop the ball three times wide open. You know, uh, they did it tonight, by, by the way, is they had another botched snap or botched handoff in the red zone. I can't, I've never seen a good team do that more than this Cowboys team. They have a botched snap or a botched handoff, like a dozen times this year. And it always feels oh, like botched it's snaps. Like- the Cardinals will give you a run for your money. Oh, we'll yeah. get to that a little bit later. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. But it's between the 10 and 20 yard line. Also they hit that, but it's like the, the, the route was there. Like the, what, what was about to happen happened. I, I didn't know it'd be 50 some points, a 50 burger, a couple defensive scores, a block punt does that as well. But it's like, they, were they, threw, so they threw for 300 yards in the first half. It's what not it, like they, they were piling it on with special teams and defensive touchdowns. They were moving the ball at will when they wanted to. Is there anything specific about their offense that you felt looked a little bit different tonight? Schematically, strategy-wise, something they were going to, you're like, okay, this is more like it. They repeated a couple calls, which I was was one of my one things. is like, hey, Kellen Moore, they're not onto your shit. Like, it's okay to you know go back to the well. But they, they just had some nice... I think they just gelled more. The offensive line, they're honed in what they are. Not, you know, just it takes time for guys to get together. Even if there are talented guys, the receivers, it's, now they've been healthy for three or four weeks. You know, they're finally like they find that kind of new identity. You brought up the great point about going from 12 to 11 personnel and how they have to find their identity in 11 now with Blake Jarwin that been banged up. And it just seems to me now like the, the play action, they had a, I think it actually was a touchdown to Dalton Schultz. It was the play action, the naked. That was out of the jumbo personnel, which we have seen them do and lean on and run into run game. So they had the nice little tweaks. And I think it's just more, I want to say more of the same, but it's more like it gelled. It just obviously 50 points, but, but it just really just seemed like they have cut out some fat. They've like gone, okay, we're good at this, this, and this. Okay. Now what of our, what I always say, like having the pitches, the changeups off of it. Now they're finding the changeups of kind of the second half Cowboys offense. That's different from the first five or six weeks. When Isaki played left tackle today, which I, I don't, I think this is his first full game at left tackle this season, right? And then so Seal was the swing tackle. So clearly they wanted to make a tweak there. I haven't looked at the numbers about tonight. I don't know how well they did on play action. One of the things we did not talk about on Friday's show, I was frustrated by the amount of play action they had been using. They were at about 25% of Prescott's dropbacks, which is like 20th in the league. Yeah. When you have a high volume, varied run game that you lean on, having a pretty voluminous play action game to go with, you know me. I'm always going to just crank the shit out of that dial. 
but it feels like it fits what they want to do. And for an offense that had been struggling to create explosives, wouldn't more play action make sense as a well that you can kind of tap into? And it felt like they were doing that tonight. And I also love some of those seam balls where they're pushing the ball vertically a little bit more. It just felt like it was so side to side recently. And I want to see them push the ball down the field and seeing that where he's really hitting that like rise seam ball a couple different times, pushing it. That was encouraging to me. So now five and seven step stuff. That's like, that's yeah, it was like, let's let it rip a little bit. That's and maybe such a good you're not point concerned about, about protection, action, right? I mean, it yep. just it felt like they needed to kind of chip away at a couple more places where they could get some explosive passes. Yeah. And watching them do that tonight was encouraging. Yeah. And now, if their offense can find itself a little bit, oh my god, they become really scary. <laughs> like, yes. Because the defense has a couple plays a game that are swinging plays. I joked about it tonight, but if they're gonna have a tipped pass. To uh, a defensive lineman is going to tip an interception to himself every single yeah. week. You're going to be in good sure. shape. I, and I know <laughs> turnovers are fluky, right? We know this. Yep. It always comes back to earth. But when you have game wrecking players on defense, you can yep. get game wrecking plays. And they've yep. got so many of them. So it feels like even if the turnover numbers are going to normalize a little bit here, they still have the guys to make two, three. We're going to take this from you plays on defense every single week. When you say they suddenly become really scary. It. It's a different guy doing it. And that's what's so scary. I mean, the fact that there's like a part two to Randy Gregory and uh, Heineke, like talking on the, on like eyes are laying yeah. down after Randy Gregory. Like the fact that there, we could refer to that happening a couple of weeks ago and now it happens again. It's like, that's because they get to the quarterback so much. Now we have sequels to the like the little <laughs> fun moments that the, this defense <laughs> is doing. But that's how it feels. It's just, we have talked about the last few weeks, like, wow, that's really, we, hoping this defense would be average and the fact that they kept them in games and really won them some games when the offense kind of stubbed their toe. I, I always say they've just been punching themselves in the nuts because that's kind of what they've been doing. <laughs> and now they're punching other teams in the nuts because now this is what a really good team does is now the defense is performing. They have the special teams play, but then the offense was just taking it to them snap after snap after snap. And I loved your point about having the varied run game, helping the play action. Yes, there's a whole thing. You don't have to run the ball out of stuff. But you can tie more looks. It's in important together. to tie it together. It doesn't matter yes. about volume, but it's important to make everything look the if same. It, it always cracks me up. Like I mean, it's Peyton Manning, but like Peyton Manning would run trap pass, and all they ran was zone. Like it would still, <laughs> it would still get linebackers to come up because they they just can't help themselves. Defense has got a little smarter over the years, but the fact that you can fake a weak side zone, you can fake pulling the pulling the guard on like fake power stuff. They're naked. I don't know what the numbers are, but they're naked. Always feel like their best passing plays because. They only do it three or four times, maybe two or three times a game. And it's just like it ties in because it looks like they're runs. And they do such a good job of it. Talked about before, they motion the receiver down to make it look like duo, make it look like zone. And then they run the play action off of it. We've gushed about Tampa doing that with their normal play action stuff. And it's like, yeah, lean into that. That's Those are those are doubles that you can just hit off the wall. Just hit keep the doing easy that. buttons. Just hit easy the easy buttons. buttons a little bit more Don't often when you have yourselves. this much talent. And I think that yeah. that's what we'd want to see from them. And I think we did tonight. And it's encouraging moving did. forward. All right. What we wanted to leave the show with today was the Bills (laughs) putting together a really impressive performance today against the Patriots. This win puts them back atop the AFC East. Now they got the Falcons and the Jets over their next two. I I mean, they have a really good chance to win this division. And not only does the win really put them in a great spot playoff wise, but the way they won today was just really a good sign to me. And I that starts and ends, in my opinion, with the way that Josh Allen played. Oh my God. He, the Bucks game was, 
I mean, he's already a star, but like that felt like a star making performance. And this was just like, I, I've made the joke that I call him Professor Chaos because he still has those plays, but it's the little shit he was but doing. But today, today it worked in his favor. Today yeah. the chaos thing worked in his favor. It was those yeah. holy shit plays where like, no, 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 yes, multiple different times. <laughs> All the way back to the opposite hash. Twice. He's, Twice. But he could, he's like, it's one of those things I would never teach a quarterback to do it, but it's like, yeah, he can, I guess, do it against one of the most, the one of the coaches that usually punishes that shit. I mean, that's a rookie quarterback thing, but it's like he can do it because his arm is so talented. All the red zone plays today speaks to Josh Allen. Why he's so good in that area is because he has an incredible arm. The game slowed down for him mentally, and he could scramble and create lanes too. But the stuff he was doing on time today too was incredible. Like uh, uh, the Patriots were going soft a, a little bit early on, on, on passing. Or I'm sorry, rundowns on first and second down. They re- did the play action. And rather than him hanging the pocket, hanging the pocket, old Josh Allen was scrambled out outside and broke a tain and I love that something. you're talking about this. Well, okay. And then he does a play action and hits a check down right away, right on time. One hitch, checks it down. Boom. Singletary, I think it was. Multiple like times. A, multiple yes. times. He started to drive off to it with, by, to, by hitting Gilliam. And then yep. on the next play, he hits Singletary doing the exact same thing. Yes. That is good quarterback play. Because if you – finding your check down early – it's some guys find it late. They're like, Oh shit, that's right. I have a check down on this play. We're going to talk about another guy later that did this as well. Oh shit. I got a check down. There he is. And then the guy, the, the the linebacker, the intermediate guys push back and then they rally and it's a three yard gain. It's so frustrating. But if you get it on the second hitch, when you're supposed to, you go one hitch down, it's, it's creating a new high low. It's just a different way to make a high low on a defense. You get it on time. They have space to work with. And if those two, three, four yard gains become 14, 15 yard gains and first downs, that's what a touchdown to check down offense is. It's supposed to be in that way. Uh, but it's really cool to see him doing that stuff from the pocket. And on top of it, he can do stuff like that freaking missile. He had to Stefan Diggs on the touchdown. That's like Stefan Diggs had to catch it because the ball just stuck to his hands. Cause it was just so it was, that thing was, I, I wish I had the MPH on it because he just ripped that throw in there. We talk about teams running other teams out of soft zones. If they're going to give you that amount of space, can you run them out of it? You can also pass them out of it. Yep. If you do this and you're taking those chunks underneath, which he was consistently today on time, that was a version of their offense that I think was lacking yep. over the first two thirds of the season at times. And watching them do that today where it's like, we're just going to bite off these little chunks if you're going to give them yep. to us. I yep. loved seeing that. And I love seeing how quickly he was making those decisions. So that willingness to take what was there underneath consistently combined with the playmaking traits, that's when this guy becomes a superhero, right? Yeah. And there were those two plays. There was the one early to Kumaro where I think it was like a half boot and he kept on drifting and he throws it all the way across his body to Kumaro. And then there was one on third and 10. I think it was early in the fourth quarter to Emmanuel Sanders where he has no business making that throw and he somehow does it, right? So did you see the Patriots defenders? They're just like... That's it. That's it. He is a heartbreaker. It is so frustrating to play against that and to play against somebody with that talent. So I looked at the numbers right after the little flip to Gilliam. And I wanted to see what his numbers were, like EPA was, whatever, on throws from zero to five air yards this season. Okay, He was at zero for the year, which was like middle of the pack. They were not very effective on those throws. 0.22 EPA per drop back on those throws today, which is a really good number. Yes. So it just it clicks. It's like, all right, I, yes. it feels like they're getting more out of that today. And they absolutely and were. You know what it does too is he had a throw in the second half, I think, or yeah, to McKenzie. Um, he hits an over to McKenzie. It was either first mm-hmm. or second down. He drifts in the pocket, it has nice pocket movement. He doesn't try and break contain, 
But on that play, it was another high low. It was an over and then they had something underneath. The Patriots linebacker flies up on underneath stuff because he's tired of getting yelled out by Bill Belichick. It's the same to, as to when you're up. ripping off short gains in the run game. It's the exact yes. same. You're you're creating you're, the exact same response yes. mentally from the defense. It's, it's a knee jerk reaction that they're making. Running to set up the pass. It's passing to set up the pass. Yes. Like, <laughs> that's what he's doing. And But that, oh, it's the little shit. That's, that's so good to see from this guy. It's not just like. We, we talk about the Cardinals all the time. Oh, Kyler, go do something funny and all that. When you're doing the little shit like this and you get these hidden yards almost, mm, it just it just makes the whole thing sing and sound so much better. I, Isaiah McKenzie was amazing today. Yeah. I mean, just Great. made like He's, three or four diving catches. One that he almost had that eventually was dropped. The one that Allen hit floating back to the right when he was drifting to the left that eventually fell incomplete. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. going to, if you're making those, but there were several great plays. There was one I really liked on third down. This was just a combination of design and execution. They motioned McKenzie into a little stack with Diggs, and then Diggs ran off. And Miles Bryant, I think is 41 for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Tons of separation, obviously, because of the stack. They hit McKenzie on the crosser because he has the space to work. That's just like, yeah. all right, this is all working now. The one play to me is just the ultimate kind of illustration of their talent plus his playmaking ability plus mindset today. The fourth and two from the 34-yard line late in the game, right before that touchdown you talked about to Diggs. Diggs is working against J.C. Jackson on the Mm -hmm. left side, and he pushes him vertically so hard, like literally makes contact with him vertically, shakes him inside on a little slant, Jamie Collins is in the passing lane. He's in the window. Allen waits, drops his arm slot, hits the second window throw to Diggs on the fourth and two slant inside the 10. Next play, Diggs is in the slot, fakes this outside release, stacks J.C. Jackson, and then Allen delivers that missile for a touchdown. Those are back-to-back plays in the same drive. And it's like, okay, you're going forward on fourth and two because you know you need to. You have the player to make J.C. Jackson look silly in space, and you have a quarterback who has the arm talent and the thought process now to say, I'm not going to try to pump it in this first window. I'm going to wait for it to come open, and I know exactly how I need to fit this ball in. And they were making those plays today consistently the entire afternoon. It's it's like you say, it's when execution uh, meets design. And it's like, oh, yeah, then we we have A-plus players doing A-plus things. It's like, oh, okay, this is what it looks like. I mean, that's... Because that is what you're taught. I mean, there's actually another player we're going to talk about later, but it's you're taught that's the one-on-one stuff is I would catch that and throw that. Man, okay, boom, set my back foot, let go. But then that's the 201, 301 level stuff that these guys you hope to get to. And this is why I, I love Dak Prescott is because he does this stuff all the time where he, you can just see him going like, I know what my answer is, but I got to find it. Like, it's not the immediate answer. It's, you know, sometimes it's the hard path that you have to get to. But it also helps when you have a guy that could change his arm slot and throw a freaking missile with his wrists <laughs> and a guy that could be, like you said, one of the best corners in the game. So it's like, yes, that's what's great. But they know they can do that. And that's scary. I mean, it really is. What do you think this game says about Mac Jones and how far he can bring the Patriots this year? This year, without the speed to kind of like create those explosive plays, this is kind of what this is the the fear of this offense, uh, as far as if you're a Patriots fan or a Patriots. The ceiling coach. of the the ceiling that they're receiving talent creates. It was hard to see in earlier games this year when they were just doing a really good job of yep. manufacturing yep. offense. Their lack of outside receiving talent, especially no Aguilar up. today, so it was yep. way more to kill Harry than I have any interest in. It, it showed up today. 
oh man, he's got the tinted visor too. And it's like, man, yeah, I don't think you need that, bud. There was a <laughs> two play stretch where he drops a comeback on first down and then they no. throw the pick on second down. It's like, I would love to see what the numbers are on yeah. his targets this year because it's, something's going wrong every single time they try to throw him the ball. Been, they threw one screen, screen to him this year. It was, it was fine. They threw hey, one screen to him today and it worked out okay. That was like he's the great, only passing play. He's great pin, pinning those DNs on the, those pin pull plays. He's great. great. You know, it's like a pseudo great. tight end. But yeah, that's not what you want a first round pick to be doing. <laughs> and I also thought that they, or especially early in the game, I thought that the the Bills approach on that first drive was really telling where they were just bringing heat. They yeah. brought, I think it was high oh, first on the third first down. play of the game. Yeah. And then they brought Edmonds on the first third down. It's like, yep. we are going to take it to you. We're not yep. going to let him sit back there. And it just yep. doesn't feel like they have the firepower to go into a it's, game where they can where you have to keep up with another team's offense yeah. which in the playoffs feels like you're gonna have to yes. it feels like you're gonna have to win one of those games that's a 31 27 game yeah. like today was and i don't know if they have the firepower we, we and that's okay right it is it's fine like, that's he's, okay this it, is great it, he's been playing so well this year yeah. he is the there is all, it is all positive for the most part the yes. mac jones experience as a rookie it's okay that your rookie quarterback can't go fireball for fireball with josh allen when we get it's down okay. into the meat of the season <laughs> and that you're a legit playoff team we're not down that they're like a playoff team and he is a playoff starting quarterback it's just okay you see like you said the limitations of his rookie year right now and that's just that's just what it is they, they need a little more juice on the outside they he just has to keep the game has to keep slowing down for him as smart as he is it just has to that first sack was exactly they brought heat I was, I'm glad you brought that up because it was like some timely heat. like they were like they every every time they felt like they brought a blitz it was like oh that was a good one right they got him right at the right time yeah because you could see he's not a bad athlete or anything but you could see some of that lack of creation he doesn't want to win that way and sometimes in those situations if they're going to show you a funky look and start making all your offensive line Patriots have a good offensive line but making them edgy. Then all of a sudden he has to create those throws like we just talked about with Josh Allen. Find those. That's the difference, right? When yep. Josh Allen had to make himself a little bit of space by himself a little bit of time today, he did it consistently. I mean, there yep. were a couple different plays where Bentley's coming free or Collins is coming free yep. on some sort and of those pressure. Dudes. And he's just <laughs> he's not even I, I love that it was just wasn't taken off, right? Just yep. extending by drifting a little bit and saying, I can still make quarterback this throw. Shit. Exactly. Be, and yeah. quarterback stuff that isn't on the table for a lot of people yes. because he has the arm and because he has this just physical package. And today overall, I just think it's a reminder that the Bills are really good. You know, They've yeah. gotten some weird breaks and their record is not indicative of how good of a football team they are top yep. to bottom. But when he's playing like this and when their offense is kind of reining in the ambition, like relying yes. on their the hyper talented aspects of who they are when they need to yep. and not trying to bite off the entire game all the time. Yeah. I think that was it was a really nice blend of what you want to see from them offensively. And it yeah. was without Gabe Davis and Cole Beasley. Like the fact that they did it with Isaiah yes. McKenzie. I honestly though, I kind of think Isaiah McKenzie should play more. <laughs> I mean what he was doing today. <laughs> I was like, I don't this guy probably needs more run. Like I don't know if this is a blip here. He looks really good. <laughs> I know. I mean they've had him before as like when they would go the four and five wide stuff, they would have him like pass protecting at times. So it's kind of like Oh, the game cool against the Dolphins in week eighteen or week seventeen yeah. last year. It's like, oh yep. man, I, I really like him. I just think that he's a really fun player. Oh. And when he's gonna do football stuff on top yep. of that. I want to see more of him. We got a new all-star nominee for uh, the athletic show. All-star nominee. He's Isaiah making McKenzie. a push, man. If he keeps playing like this. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. For their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash maze, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash maze now to grow your business, no matter which stage you're in. Shopify.com slash maze. We're going to keep going here. It's time for You Have My Attention. Gentlemen, you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Joe Burrow, you have my attention. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. My goodness. Fourth Fourth highest single game passing total in NFL history today. Generated 31.8 passing EPA, the most in a game since week five of 2019. Deshaun Watson against the Falcons. First player in NFL history with multiple 400-yard passing games in a season versus the same team. (laughs) He has sliced and diced the Ravens this year. And I Uh, feel like this was coming. Yeah, You watch the last few games. I can't might have been on Friday's show. We were just talking about him against the Blitz and how teams were treating him. And I think I just kind of said offhanded, it was like a throwaway, like, he's really good, man. Yep. And he's really good. Like, this feels like a coronation, and I don't think it's overstating it to say that. Like, I feel like he has taken that next step yeah. to be right in line with any young quarterback you want to talk about. They Like, the Broncos got some pressure on him last week, and then this week he hits pressure on him, but it doesn't matter because we talk about creation and the ability to create. He can do all that stuff, and then also he is like legit. His IQ is 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 great. Like he, you can. I mean, that was one of the things we all liked about him coming out of OSU, and still, but you can see it because, okay, he doesn't have overwhelming arm strength, but he's big, he's fast, he's tough, and he's athletic, and he's smart. Like it's like that is like that's such his a pocket nice movement combo. is really really special, outstanding. And he yeah. wants and he's and he's not like you see a lot of guys like okay no takes one to no one this is me talking a lot of guys that have maybe average arms you kind of they don't have that aggression in them because they go i can't drive that throw in there the perfect one how burrow is not that like he is not <laughs> i keep wanting to say a guppy but he's not he's not he's not weak-minded as far as he doesn't limit himself just because he doesn't have that overwhelming talent or overwhelming arm strength he hits the whole shot to jamar chase that pressure it was a third down pressure it was in the uh, near the red zone uh, Wink Martindale brings it there. It was a two trap pressure. So they bring five. 
Uh, but they try to what they're trying to do is make you throw hot like to like a quick out route, and the corner's there to catch it. Greg Williams yeah. used to love this shit, and then you, oh my god, it's like the rookie quarterback killer. So explain <laughs> but, that because it's cover two on that side with the yes. pressure. So explain yes. just kind of the mechanics of how it looks. A traditional, yeah. So they, yeah, just think five are coming. They bring one off ball linebacker coming in there, but basically it's two void. Like so, as opposed to seven guys being into coverage running cover two, it's six guys in coverage. You have to find the weak spots of that. What they're betting on is that they get home before the quarterback finds it. And the quarterbacks, we talk about the first answers, you know, okay, the Josh Allen, okay, he throws it right away. That would be the 101 answer. The 101 answer is, oh, I'm going to throw hot to this quick out route or to a slant route. And guess what? The defense has guys waiting for it that in those hot lanes. So you're just trying to bait them. That's why they call it trap because they're trying to trap them. Uh, so <laughs> the Ravens run it. There's a long-winded way to say it was a cool-ass throw. Uh, so <laughs> they they run the, the corners there just sitting, and they have the out route. It's an out-and-go concept. Jamar Chase is on the go, releases outside, and it gets covered too. One of the, the soft spots or the spots that you can attack is corner pocket throws. Honey, you hear guys call it the honey hole. I call it corner pocket. And Joe Burrow, rather than you see guys, we saw Justin Herbert hit this against Washington earlier this year. You see guys reset to it. They're about to throw the out and they're like, oh shit, I got the whole shot. And they hit and they hit the whole shot. Burrow knew this freaking pressure was coming. So he just goes one, two, three, and throws in the whole shot. And he beats Amazing the safety. Ball this- placement, too, right? It was oh. on his it was on his back shoulder. So yep. it was just it was away from the safety. Away from the Great safety. Great play by Chase, like very, yep. very good body control. Oh, the safety's but- beelining over. Like the safety knows that too. And that's why I want to bring it up because Burrow knows what he's getting and he knows what his arm is. He goes one, two, three. There's zero fat in his drop and his throw. And then on top of it's the accuracy to save Chase. Chase makes a nice catch, but it's like, ah, like that kind of stuff is just like, that's what he does. Like he throws it so on time and so accurately that he punishes the defense once he finds it. And then he's athletic enough and big enough that he can create. He had one, they had a free runner on him. And I think there was a D tackle just bounced off of him. And he just kept his feet and created, I think he got a first down. It's like, what the hell? Like I, I remember watching it live and I was like, what? What, what was that? Like, it wasn't like the D lineman pulled up. He's just so big that he's able to bounce off that stuff. It's really and he has, cool. So he's really, really, really good awareness in the yep. pocket when he's moving. On their second drive, I tweeted out a clip of it. They brought a guy off the slot. And Burrow made a miss so bad that the guy was airborne parallel to the ground. Because that's how fast he was moving. Because he thought, oh, I have a free shot. Like yeah. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna rip it's, his it's head QB. off, yep. and then just misses him, and Burrow resets. It eventually became it was that long throw yep. down the right side that was an uh, illegal contact, but yep. just him keeping that play alive was amazing. And the one play to me, you talk about his awareness and smarts and all of that. I, I was smiling so much when I was rewatching this. I, I watched it 15 times. So it was 131 left in the second quarter. The Ravens were in a mugged up look, which they did a decent amount in this game. We talk about yep. Bur- blitzing Burrow and how few teams were. He had the lowest blitz yep. rate in the league over the last six weeks, but they were in those looks a decent amount of this game. So they have three guys walked up with two guys, two down linemen. And you can hear Quentin Spain talking to Trey Hopkins. And he's like, we got this. This is me. This is you. We have yep. 41 and 31. Okay. So the line sorts it out a little bit. It was fun to hear their communication. You could hear it picked up on the mic. So with the, the way the Ravens brought it, they dropped the two far guys to the right side. So the okay. left tackle was wasted. Spain and Hopkins both picked up the guys they thought they were going to. The Ravens end up bringing the slot from the other side who wasn't part of the look. Yep. So he's free because they did not account for him at all. Free runner, bro, looks at him, dips it to chase, little 10-yard gain, easy. And it's just, but- these are the moments. You watch that play as a normal football observer. 
It's a little completion. It keeps on going. You think yeah. nothing of it. That shouldn't look that easy. Correct. Against so many other quarterbacks in the league. Against Baker and Mayfield, that's a sack. Not even yes. like shitting no, on Baker Mayfield. Right. Against Baker Mayfield, that's a sack. Against yep. quarterbacks that can't handle that stuff, he yep. makes it look simple with that free runner turning into an explosive positive play. It doesn't have to look like that. And yes. he does that stuff consistently. Whether it's making a free runner miss or whether it's understanding, I'm hot here. And the plays where he's getting sacked on some of these blitz looks, you watch it, there is no hot. It's not yeah. built in. When he has yeah. the option, he typically knows exactly where it is. He is yes. playing the position between the ears really, really well. Like about yes. as well as you can right now. And uh, really, I mean, honestly, it's 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 really cool. Like when you say, see these things clicking because like, it's gash or be gash. That's what we say, like a pressure heavy defense. Gash or be gash, gash or be gash. When the quarterback is just continuously gashing you every time you bring heat or you think you got them simulated or some some way, shape, or form, and they just find the soft spot. And then the time you do get a free runner, he makes you miss or he runs you over. It's like, I mean, just it's just like the Josh Allen throw. It's like you throw your hands up and just go, what the hell? Like, what do we do? Um, even like, like I, I just like saying the phrase zero fat because that's what it is. It's it the touchdown to Mixon in the red zone. Uh, the throwing one where he checked it down. Another he's great working, example. He's working front side on that. And For half a second, though. He 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 comes off of it instantly. Yes. One hitch, finds a check down on the opposite side of the field because he knows where it is. He's not guessing on any of these plays. He knows what's happening. So he goes, all right, one's not open. Two's the check down. He doesn't go, oh, where's my two? Because red zone plays are designer plays. So they don't have a lot of reps at it. He just goes, oh, checks it down. Boom, touchdown. Because Mixon has room to work with. And it's... That's I'm so glad you mentioned that play because it's it's a perfect example because that's another one of those plays. We're like, oh, that's a two yard completion. Other quarterbacks would sit on that front side thing and you'd see a clip of it later and you'd be like, oh, well, no one was open. That's why he took the sack. No one was break a tane and try to make something happen. Yep. Exactly. It spent less than half a second on. He's like, you know what? That's not there. I'm going here. And he was doing that the entire game today. And you combine that with some of the aggressiveness that they're building into the offense. I love some of these high lows that they have with Higgins coming back <laughs> on these inbreakers because yeah. it's you're doing two things there. You are creating an aggressive throw or an opportunity for an aggressive throw that's like a deep in 10, yep. 12 yard throw, but you're allowing his decision making to take over because he can high low people with the structure of the play. It's like, oh, yep. that uh, based on the, the positioning of this person, he's open. I don't even need to see him. Yep. And so you're allowing his decision-making to shine while also allowing him to push the ball down the field a little bit, which is yeah. great. Higgins had an amazing day. I mean, that it's jump ball player. catch is crazy. The little whip for the touchdown for a guy that big to have that change of direction is like, ooh, that's pretty nice. Yeah. And now My dad became a big T Higgins fan today because that's he did why do you think I like why do you think I like ball winners? Like it's like, but that's you watch him, it's just like that's a receiver, man. Like he Well, is, you watch it now and you watch it all, the whole thing to come together, right? He is if I were a Bengals fan, I'd be just like, beamed. I'd be on cloud nine right now after watching him yeah. today because you have him, you have the receivers, you have Mixon. The line is still a concern. Yeah. <laughs> but we know. Se- 77 was did not it's shower bad. himself in glory late in the game today, <laughs> which is fine. That was always going to yeah. be like the hole on That's the offensive the line. And, and he was it's a couple rough moments in this game. But I think overall, like the vision, to, it really shined through today. I loved even a little tiny thing. The Tyler Boyd touchdown, they're in empty, and it's stick nod for a stick touchdown. Nod. 
It's yep. and it's a simple Great little route. thing. But they they run stick all the time out of empty, right? Like yep. any team from that tree is going to, or any team period is going to. So yep. they have two little out routes. And the way that the structure of the play is it's empty. The guys on the right side are Boyd, yep. Uzama, and Mixon. The yep. guys on the left side are Higgins and Jamar Chase. So the post safety is shaded over that way because he's got to give help on those guys. Mm-hmm. So there's no one in the middle of the field. Fake the out route. Yep. Tyler Boyd breaks it up. Easy touchdown. And yeah. it's just like, all right, that's an easy one. Like, that's a blind by design touchdown. Yes. But they earned plenty of them today. It was a and well-rounded offensive putting performance. Putting Boyd at the number three spot instead of a tight end. Because yeah. usually that would be a tight end there. And it's like, okay, no, let's put our really awesome route runner at the number three spot. And that's, yep. Like we said, what we were just talking about with the you know the other teams. It's just, it's execution and it's design. And it's just, oh, yeah, our A-plus player put it right on the money, right on time. And then our very good slot guy making a play. Like, that gets rewarded more often than not. Should we start mentioning Joe Burrow's name when we're talking about MVPs? I don't think so. But, I mean, but now he's... Now you could see that being a path for him, if that makes sense. You know, I, think I don't know if their record is good enough. And I don't, yeah. I'm not talking about the AP Most Valuable Player Award. I'm talking no. about when we're talking about... When we're having a discussion about the most valuable player in the NFL this season, I feel like he deserves a cursory yeah. mention now. You look at it, so <laughs> on passes, which is we'll get to this in a second. Okay. On on attempted throws, the only person who has averaged a better EPA per attempt this season in the NFL than Joe Burrow is Aaron Rodgers. Okay. <laughs> who it. we said who who we said last week was playing the best football in the league right now. So pretty good company. Overall, he is ninth in EPA per dropback because he leads the league in sacks. Yeah. That's if you look at it though. though. It's we talk sacks. You can put a lot of sacks on quarterbacks. Yeah, his is not. I want to say no. he's in the bottom third of the league, according to PFF, in the n- amount of the percentage of his pressures that he's responsible for. He's like twenty first out of thirty first, out of thirty one. And, like and he's got he gets out about five sacks a game. Yes. Like they would the be line double is a that problem. number. The yeah. line is a problem, and his yeah. in, he leads the league in interceptions. But if you look at it, he's had terrible interception luck this year. I mean, the turnover worthy plays that he's had, he, he's like sixteen turnover worthy plays. Six, fourteen of them have been picked off. I mean, some of them were not even turnover worthy plays that turn into interceptions. Remember that chase drop. So yeah. I don't know if the numbers numbers will be there, but he has thirty touchdowns after today, and he's and probably going to throw for almost five thousand yards. <laughs> And he is central to what they've done. I mean, their offense maybe isn't good enough overall for him to win it. They're probably not going to win enough games. But the fact that he's second to Rodgers when the ball leaves his hand in efficiency this year, I think says a lot about how well he's played the position. Yeah, it's and it looks that way. And that's the thing. It's like it's him creating this stuff. That's what's cool. It's not like, oh, the offense is this and his offensive line is giving him five seconds in the pocket. It's like, no, it's like. All those good plays, you go, man, that was a great play by Burrow. You know, that all those plays, you're just like, man, that was a great throw. Man, that was a great scramble. Man, this shit isn't it, cheap, man. No. I, this is not cheap. No. He led the NFL, I think, maybe second to Justin Fields coming into this week in air yards on blitzes. If you look at it, he's ever Justin Fields at like 20? No, it's some stupid. It's, some, it's something so stupid. So, But if you look at it, right now, he is averaging about the same air yards per attempt this season as Josh Allen. 
<laughs> and it, so it, these are not cheap yards. That's fine. There is he is pushing the ball down the field. He is playing a different style of quarterback than he did last year, and they're reaping the benefits. I mean, this is again. I feel like their line could come back to bite them. Likely yeah. will come back to bite them in a huge moment. But this is one of those things where this is Enjoy gravy it. if you're a Bengals fan. I mean, even if it yeah. doesn't happen this year, even if you fall short in the playoffs, it looks looks like they're going to win the AFC North. They're probably going to mm-hmm. host a playoff game. I mean, I think you run into trouble sometimes thinking this will be the start of something, right? When you kind of crown your team in that way. Yeah. But that's when you stumble into the playoffs with like a great defense. Shit like that. When yeah. you have an ascending quarterback yep. and a core of skill position players that are going to be around for the next few years, I think that's when you can get really excited about where you're going. And I think that's exactly where the Bengals are right now. See the vision. That's the, uh, that's all, all you could ask for. When you're number one pick, you're like, yes, we hit it. We're good. Okay. Hit that's, it and then some. I mean, he is playing. Some. It's not just functional quarterback. It's playing quarterback yes. as well as any non like super veteran in the league. Like yeah. the fact that Aaron Rodgers is playing better than Joe Burrow right now is probably okay, considering Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is one of like the three greatest quarterbacks of all time. Like that's like fine. That area. Yeah. It's, it, Bengals fans, it's okay if Aaron Rodgers is more valuable right now than Joe Burrow. Like, you guys are gonna be all right. All yeah. right. Kansas City Chiefs, we don't have to spend a ton of time on this. You have my attention. I mean, I mean just casually, the they're going to be the number one seed in the AFC. Most likely, it's going to ha- go through Arrowhead. We just wasted a lot of time in just, late September, early October yeah. worrying about this. Just We sh- shouldn't even focus on them until Halloween, which, you know, my- Michael Myers. Like, There's that's when so he comes many teams. <laughs> when you start ro- watching, when your back. Halloween marathon starts... On like October 29th every single yeah. year, when you go back and you watch the original and you're like, how many yeah. of these do I really want to watch? And then you're finding <laughs> yourself watching H2O at three in the morning. Text me because that's when we'll start talking about the Chiefs next yeah. year. Oh, it's Chief season. Yeah. Just send the, the, the jack-o'-lantern. Like I'll just send you a shot of that. And it's like, okay, now we can talk about the Chiefs. I mean, we talk about it a million times, not just with the offense and Mahomes and everything, but just even with Spags. He gets better as the season goes along. Yeah. The defense gets better. It's like, oh my God, I feel like, yeah, we're on repeat. I feel like this is the last three years with them. It's like, this is, this is just what they are. They, I mean, what they're, what they've honed in on, we're, uh, it's going to sound, oh my, okay, real quick. I have another note because I, this is the only thing I'll mention about the Steelers uh, offense today is, did you like how they didn't have Ben, Big Ben turn his back on the play action? They ran a flea flicker. It was the so ugliest have, flea flicker I've ever seen in my entire and, life. He sailed it. I can't. I can't do it anymore with them. I can't. If they make the playoffs, I don't know what I'm going to do. I know. I can't either. And when TJ Watts out, I'm always like, I I love you, make a Fitzpatrick, but I, I I can't. I can't. I I can't do it with offense anymore. I I, the no fly zone is. You are so right. I mean, they are in the no fly zone. I can't do it anymore. I know. Okay, but back to the Chiefs. Some fun. <laughs> the fun offense. It's it's cool to see. We've seen it sprinkled the last few weeks. I don't think they've like solved a coverage or anything like that. Did you see actually the the Steelers defense was running some some late rotation stuff? Like they were like, okay, we're gonna try to do what the Chargers did, and it did not matter because <laughs> <laughs> Mahomes is just they're doing the on schedule stuff. Like they're they they've I kind of like honed in what RPOs they're running. I want to actually look maybe the last couple of weeks on what. They, they're always going to run RPOs. Like Andy Reid's kind of committed to that. We a should bit. do like a deep dive in the next couple of weeks because we haven't I really so. studied their offense for a Friday yeah. show in a little while. I, I think that should be on our itinerary. We're doing podcast <laughs> production here live on the show. 
we got we have our notes. I'll write it down right now. I got I got it ready for Thursday. But that that's what they've honed in on what that is. I saw there's running more counter now on the run game. There's just the use. I can't believe Blake Bell has become one of their most important players because it's just his use as the inline tight end. So Kelsey can be split out, you know, not so much day, but previous weeks that's helped their offense. They're like, okay, just like we t- just saying with the Cowboys, they found there's part two of the season offense and they're like, okay, what hits are we going to do now? They're running curl flat again. Hank also known as Hank. They, I honestly, in the first half of the year, I didn't see him run it once. They used to spam the crap out of that play on second down. And now they're getting back. They're like getting back to the basics. And that's like helped them find answers. I think it's helped them all play faster. And then Mahomes can do, okay, I'm going to get out of the pocket and throw a ball to number 40 Gore on a broken play. Well, you know what it reminded me of watching their offense today? It reminded me of watching the Bills today. It had a very similar feel to it. Same question marks they had. There was was a play that they had to, I think it was Williams, down to get them inside like the 12-yard line. It looked the exact same. Play action, dump it off to him as a check down, gain 12 yards. They did it a couple different times today. So you have the combination of, we're going to chew off what's there. We're going to, if you're going to give this to us, we're going to take it consistently, yep. patiently, methodically. And there are going to be moments where our quarterback is going to make you put your head in your hands and wonder yep. how the hell you got yep. to this place in the world and wondering <laughs> what you did wrong in order yep. to bring you to this I, moment. I play in the NFL, right? Like guys aren't supposed to get away with this. Like that's Oh, the touchdown I mean, to Pringle. Yes. I, I mean, just stupid. Yeah. I mean, you, you forget that we, it's so it's easy so to take good. it for granted. It's so, so easy to take good. him for granted. Then he does shit like that where, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really some stupid arm angle stuff today where he's I mean, just conjuring stuff out of thin air. And that's what he can do. Ridiculous. He could always do it. Yeah, I know. And then like, yeah, oh, the change of the arm angles. That's what's so he, he throws like Gumby, like just like how he just creates that whip with his oh, arm. It makes no sense. It doesn't. It doesn't because he can stay accurate. He can get the throws up and over guys somehow, some way, even though he's throwing sidearm, which still blows my mind every time I see it. It's. It's so cool. It, it's cool to see it again. They're like, okay, good. Okay, good. You're gonna be fun in the playoffs. Like you're you're the Chiefs that we know. You're not the Chiefs that are making us all look like idiots when we said you're a Super Bowl favorite. <laughs> like you know, it's like okay, this is what they are. This is not. They had their blips in September. They've had the regression now on turnovers. As far as like the tip balls aren't turning into crazy interceptions now. Like and now they're getting into the creation stuff. They're getting outside their first 15 plays. They're actually doing stuff now. Like it's not like they hit a wall. It's like now that they're they're adding their second act right now is looking really good, um, like a lot more consistency to what they're doing, and just having number fifteen helps. You know, just I think give, the give quarterback creativity really shined through this week. If you have a quarterback yeah. who can just really create plays out of nothing, but also just off like platform and off schedule, and just kind of pull a rabbit out of a hat, we'll talk about a quarterback later who can't do that, and it feels like he can't do that. Like yeah. it's just trying to squeeze something that's not there. And when you yep. watch somebody like Mahomes or Josh Allen, you just feel how different it is. All right. One more here. It's time for the State Farm surprisingly great performance of the week presented by State Farm. The Indianapolis Colts. I I guess like they, it's unbelievable. What I mean, this is a good team, and it's like we thought the starters were good teams. And it's like, yeah, let's just play backups and play put to put together a complete game. Go on the road to play a playoff team from the NFC without th- your interior starting offensive line. You lose yeah. Eric Fisher on I think the first drive of the game early, and yeah. Julie, or, or the second drive is very early in the game. So you're playing without eighty percent of your starting offensive line. <laughs> Kari Willis goes down right before the game with COVID. Darius Leonard goes down right before the game with COVID. Yep. Julian Blackman's already on IR. 
Yeah. So you're playing with a tattered team. And then over the course of the game, you have guys like George Odom, Jalila Dye, EJ yeah. Speed, all of these guys making plays. And for the second week in a row, it feels like a program win to me for the Colts. Let's go with where that. the guys in charge of this and the vision and just the tenor of the organization. It's like this is what we are as a team. That's what won again. And I just think that they're they're still we could talk about it, just kind of the things in the back of your mind about what might hold them back. But what they've what they have, the foundation of what it is, what's in their bones mm-hmm. is just really easy to feel good about. They they have an identity. Uh, and whether I'm not just talking about scheme and stuff like that, it's a bunch of tough, smart players. Like, yeah. I mean, that's what it just feels like. It, it's a well-coached team. Like, like Frank Reich is a hell of a coach. He's just really a hell of a football coach because just how they time stuff up. Um, I would say actually it was a defensive play, but it was the botch snap. Actually, the Cardinals botch snap that turned into the Kyler throwaway, whatever you want to call it, turned into the safety. What we talked about with the Colts defense is they don't bring a lot of pressure. But when they do, you know, they they throw some heat at you. It's like they time it up just at the right time to bring that sweet chin music at you. And so there's the all out pressure look. And on that play, they have a there's a post safety. And this is a TV copy. So I want to I want to look on all 22 of this. They show the pressure look. And if I'm playing the Colts and they show me a pressure look, I'm like, these assholes are dropping out. Yeah, yeah, they're just they're just fanning it. They're trying to get me to throw hot. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Your third. Yeah. Of course, you're bringing pressure here. We're backed up. Yeah. Okay. We're not. We're not doing that. Okay. Cardinals are working with some, you know, scattered, scattered brain offensive linemen. Well, that causes him to have the bad snap. They would have gotten a free runner on that play anyways because they overloaded the side uh, uh, on the pressure. And on top of it, if you look, Christian Kirk is running a hot route. Cliff Kingsbury has old school hot rules with uh, with how they do it, where they adjust their routes. They side adjust. Um, so like a guy comes on a pressure. Okay, I could be running a corner route on this, but now I'm running a slant because I'm going to replace the pressure. Some offenses have that. Some don't. Some have built-in hots like you talked about with Burrow. So he's adjusting his route. Why that post safety was staying at post safety, even though it was cover zero, was because he was beelining down to knock out. He would have he would have like killed Christian Kirk on it. And that was like, I want to watch on the all 22 just to make sure that's what was happening. But they knew what their hot answer was. So they had the adjustment on the cover zero rather than just lining up and cover zero and like, okay, everyone's pressed across the board or, you know, having five yards, five yards off and we're going to hide it this way. They showed one look, brought the pressure, got a free runner, caused the guy to have a botch snap and they had an answer for their hot answer. It was like, oh yeah, that like that, that's, they deserve to get that safety. Even if it looked like, oh, that was a bad play from the Cardinals. It was like the process of the Colts led to that heat, led to that pressure. Um, yeah, more ways than one. So it's like, God, that's such good stuff. That's their defense. And their offense just seems to just be able to create plays with all these players that we love. Like Naheem Well, Mines. that's why I wanted to talk about. <laughs> so I want to talk about the Hilton touchdown. The, oh, yeah. the, the T.Y. Hilton touchdown. It feels like the offensive version of what you just said. So they're down inside the five. They send Naheem Hines in jet motion from right to left. Yeah. You see Byron Murphy and Buda Baker communicating. And I yep. think that what they're saying on that play is Byron Murphy is saying to Buda Baker, you're doing what I was supposed to do. Yep. So you just stay out there and I'm going to play center field. And just if we're in cover one, it's man in this play. I'm going to play this zone right here. So they're all over the place because of the way that Hines is moving mm-hmm. on the play. Buda Baker stays on Hines. Murphy loses T.Y. Hilton as he's coming across. 
that is so perfect, not only because it's a really smart way to just create misdirection in the red zone. Naheem Hines' skill set, he's one of the only running backs in the league that would make you freak out yep. in that moment like that. I said this when they played against the Patriots. They did a very similar thing where in the red zone, they use him as eye candy. His quickness in those short areas when he's going in orbit motion, when he's going in jet motion, all of that misdirection, he looks like Tyreek Hill. That's what he looks like to me. Short area quickness. They yeah. are the ways that they move on those sorts of designs resembles they resemble each other to me. How it's many guys move like that, where yeah. you can just have that acceleration in and out of those cuts and just start to make a defense short circuit because of what you're doing in those moments, and you, it leads to easy touchdowns, like yes. easy stuff. And it's one or two. It's a matchup problem. Yes. And but he it's that is why it's why I like this team so much because you have these guys that are one of one. Like they are just their own singular player as they relate to the rest of the NFL population. Naheem Hines isn't like the greatest player in the world. No. The best running back in the league is on his team. But what he does for them in those sorts of moments is like, that's fucking beautiful. Like yeah. that is, the, the, they have players who are their own unique entity and they use them well. And yep. they just do it with all of these guys. The other side of this that I wanted to talk about very quickly, I thought Carson Wentz made a lot of really impressive plays in this game. Tough ones. Yes. I mean, obviously the touchdown to Patman is a silly throw. Like, really impressive off-schedule play. But he made like four or five plays in this game, either on third down or yep. really high degree of difficulty plays. He drives me nuts. <laughs> I, he, yeah. he terrifies me. But I think in this game, you show why he showed why you can live with some of that every once in a while because of the playmaking DNA that he has at times. Yeah, an offense. Yeah, you're talking about the red zone play too. The the one that sticks out to me is he hit uh, Pittman on a. It was a drive concept. Drive is crosser with a dig behind it, and he hit the that we talk about built in hots. They have a built in hot. The crosser is the one you get the two hundred one level answer, which you hit the dig. But that's a whole other story. But Wentz, they had a free runner on it. His arms getting hit on it. And he's able to hit the drive. That's why big strong athletic quarterbacks help because they can make those throws. They're not. They don't get their arm hit. All of a sudden, it's like their arm flails back. And the ball pops up in the air like Mike Glennon's last week. Uh, so it's like he hits this drive concept. He knows he's getting heated up. And that's what we're talking about knowing what the other team is, likes to do. All these all these coaches do matchup scouting. They, they break down the games. They go, they like to do this on third down. They like to do this on second and long, yada, yada, yada. They had an answer right there. Drive. Drive has answers to every coverage that you're going to run. Maybe not two man, but it has an answer. And Wentz knows to go do his hot. It's a free the Cardinals had a bust on it. So that's the thing. This is a team Colts don't beat themselves because they have answers. They have sound concepts. And then it, like on the flip side, you have the Cardinals who do some nice things, but sometimes they had these busts. And guess what? The Colts found them. They're like, hey, we know that that's what their, their answer is going to be. It's going to be a pressure on this third and four, I want to say it was. Hey, we're going to hit our hot answer. And it's like, it was third and four. It was third and yeah. four with nine-ish minutes left in the second quarter. I know the exact play that you're talking about. It's in my notes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because it was one of those plays. It's like he it made was. a lot of third down plays in this game where it gets pressure that- looks. And I, so the next play was the strip sack that got nullified. It's the, what's the once experience, right? That's I right mean, there. That's, right there it's there. always going to be a mixed bag. But when you have other guys on that team playing well, and again, like you said, they don't beat themselves. And to come into this game with all those guys out and to look like the same team, 
I mean, it's just, God, it's really, really good, man. It's cool. So on the other Fun side team. of this, talk about a team that does beat themselves. A ton of miscues from the Cardinals in this game. <laughs> it just feels like they're shredding in the wrong direction. I, I don't know exactly what's wrong. I don't know how to pinpoint exactly what's wrong, but I just got a bad feeling about them. I know. I mean, start even with last week when we you rewatched the game against the Lions, and it was just like, oh, the Lions kicked their ass. Like the Lions were on. They're everyone's on top of their stuff now. Now, and we talk about ability to pivot, ability to have change ups, yada yada yada. Your change up can't be, hey, coward, do more stuff. <laughs> like you know, it's like, hey, well, you got to give them some answer, give them some gimmies. You know, give them, make it stop making it so hard on themselves. And they had done that, but now their their easy buzz button was what. ISO up DeAndre Hopkins and throw stop balls and, you know, contested catches to him. AJ Green a little bit as well. Okay, DeAndre's ha- out. They're still throwing now those stop balls to Christian Kirk, which Christian Kirk has had a great season working from the slot. That's how he got unlocked this year is working from the slot. Now he's on the outside and they're still running the same shit. So it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, hey, the X's and O's are fine, but you got to understand who's your queen on the chessboard, who's your pawn, who's your rook. Like, you know, these guys actually – are going to have different ratings, even if you play Madden. Like you, like that might have been an advantage for you when you were spamming it throughout the year. But now it's like, okay, now it's a 50-50 ball now or a 30-70 ball. And that's what – it's just like they don't have these easy plays to go to other than mesh. And then we saw the Lions just took mesh away from them last week. It's like, okay, now what do you do? Now you need these other yeah. – you can't just do little gimmicky plays. So like you actually have to have like your, your other answers. And it seems like they keep struggling to find them. Even that Antoine Wesley play, I mean, that's a high degree of difficulty throw. I mean, that's like yep. a – and he's made plenty of those throws. Kyler has made a ton of those this year where he's yep. dropping the ball in the bucket, but he it's makes insane. that stuff look easy. It is not. It's hard. It's not. And a lot of it feels hard for them right now. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. I mean, and weeks ago against the Bears, like they they had a couple concepts where it's like, okay, they would have had an answer, but then Kyler makes a, like you say, like an unbelievable throw, like just an A-tier throw. That's hard. That's really hard to do. Like to do to consistently. Yes, to do consistently. And like that's why we go nuts when we see them because it's like, holy crap, someone actually completed that. Not that like, oh yeah, that's another basic ass throw. It's like that's that's why it's hard. They don't it feels nothing is basic to them. Nothing feels or everything's basic, I guess, in a way. This this metaphor is getting away from me. But it's it's holiday season. It's late. But uh, no, but it's I think that's just what it is. It's just, they don't have that easy button right now. That way that's other than coward. Just, hey, be a god for a couple plays uh, a game. And it kind of like that's why it feels so tight on them sometimes. All right, guys. Remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Get a quote today. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIP. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why don't you explain this to me like I am an eight-year-old? All right. Every Sunday, a few things happen over the course of the NFL day that we need a little bit of an explanation on. And today, that's going to start with how the Chargers lost to the Texans. I need the Chargers to explain themselves. What the hell happened? I, I, I wish I could tell you because it's like, I, oh, what, one easy answer I can give you is when your front seven is built on being Joey Bosa and the Bosats and Joey Bosa is not there, it's like stinging the police and sting leaving. <laughs> like That's kind of kind of how it ended up for them. Oh, man. That's this is remember, I, I just got so excited about him. We were talking about it after Friday show and I was just talking to you. I was like, man, you know, defense has done some stuff. I got, I got I'm, I'm excited to study him. But yeah, never mind. I, I maybe I'm going to push that off for a couple of weeks. So let's let's talk about some numbers here. Okay, as it relates to the Texans rushing offense against the Chargers today. All right. The Texans hadn't run the ball. They, they'd run the ball for over 100 yards once since week two. Okay. They ran it for almost 200 today against the Chargers. They came into this game averaging 3.22 yards per carry, which was the worst mark in the league by a lot. They averaged 5.25 today. They came into the game, the Texans did, with a 24.5% rushing success rate, which was dead last in the NFL. No one else in the league is below 30% on the season. They were 40% success today. So, so they were they, uh, so good today. That they are no longer dead last in the league in EPA per rush. No way. That quality belongs to the Atlanta Falcons now. Congratulations, Texans. You have gotten out of the basement thanks to what the Chargers put on the field today defending the run. I, the, the Rex Burkhead touchdown, Go if you go back and watch it, Jerry Tillery gets blown off the ball like four yards. Yep. This would be a problem against anyone. Mm-hmm. The Texans' offensive line wasn't playing in this game because they all have COVID. Their center was a guy named Jimmy Morrissey, and a guy named Cole Toner was playing left guard, and they were just blowing him off the ball. It's like, this can't happen, and no. it was happening consistently today. I, I, the fact that that's been the weakness for so long of this year, and it's just – you like – it shows how hard it is to play in that kind of way, I guess, in that kind of defense when you don't have anybody that can hold their gap, <laughs> much less play gap and a half. You know, it's that type of like performance is just kind of like what it's really hard when you have a bad run defense and the other team is like, okay, and we're willing to do it. Like we're willing to just pound the rock against you in many different ways too. Like they're running different concepts to get them, hit them on the outside, inside, whatever you want to talk about. Like there was another play. God, I don't know who the nose was. I don't think it was Tillery, but there was one where he didn't even get blown off the ball. The nose at the snap backs up like he's like almost like a spy because I think I think he was – I don't know why. And it was a long, long run. It might have been a long touchdown, but it was, it was a long run. But he backs up, and I was like, what are you doing? So it's like now, okay, you're not the most talented guy, but at least give yourself a chance. Like at least be a roadblock there or like a, a, a speed bump for the offense. But now he's just – you're like, I don't know. It's like it was it took like an offensive pass set at the nose tackle position. And that's not what that I'm not saying that the blockers buried him, guys. I'm saying that he took a he stood up, taking took a him step out, back. Took himself out of the play. 
he literally took himself out of the play and I'm still trying my bl- mind has been blown. That's why it's hard for me to describe right now because it's just like, it still shocked me what happened. And it's like, woof. And okay. Her- Herbert had the, like the interception early when he was going for the throat. And it's like, I, I got to watch what the offense did too. Cause like, Oh no, come on. I-, I was just, just pumping you guys up now. Like, what are you doing to me? But uh, and that's what you see the blemishes with this chargers team. If you can't stop the run and there's going to be teams again, once the playoffs get hit or once really, once these last two weeks and the playoffs hit, it's a week-to-week game. Teams are going to go, you are bad at this. We don't yes. care about stats anymore. We are going to pound away at that and pick at that scab over and over and over. And we saw what the Texans did. Texans are like, we want to win. They want to be competitive. They hired all these vets before the season because <laughs> they're in la-la lane down there. But it's like, that's the thing. It's like they were picking at it. Now imagine what a better team would do to them. And now I understand that there are guys out, right? Like, yeah. Michael Davis misses the game. Derwin James doesn't play. The Texans are. It doesn't matter. When you're playing the Texans, you're playing against a bunch of fringe NFL players anyway. The, your, still playing, yours right? against them's or your, yes. yours against theirs, it, it should not be this big of a problem. The fact yes. that Chris Conley and something more, whoever, are hitting you on deep shots with Davis Mills playing quarterback, if yep. you're an AFC playoff team, even if you miss a couple guys, and with this weird situation going on, this still shouldn't happen. So you yeah. combine just the big plays they gave up on the ground with some of the shots that Davis Mills hit down the right sideline in this game yep. and the turnovers. I mean, that the interception he threw the first one, it looked like he thought it was cover two, and he thought that that backside safety was not going to be there. Was tied and he down. undercut yep. it. And yep. it's just a poor... It's a mistake, right? Right? Like it's it was. just a poor decision. It was. And then obviously the Justin Jackson fumble is a is a backbreaker. So yeah. a couple more turnovers than you could afford, and a defense that just couldn't stop anyone. And this team is thirty first in the league in EPA per rush over the course of the season. Like, and you could feel it. And oh, yeah. if you if you're gonna play against some teams in the AFC that can run the ball on you in the playoffs, it's going to be a problem. And now yes. we've gotten to a place where this could seriously do them in in the playoff race. I, I believe, believe they're in the eighth seed now. And they're currently out of it. Obviously, the Ravens are trending in the wrong direction. The Ravens have the Rams and the Steelers in their next two. They absolutely could drop one of those. But now the Raiders are back in play. Like The Raiders are still alive after beating the Broncos today. The Dolphins, if they beat the Saints, potentially could be in play here. I mean, the Chargers had a real chance to kind of salt this thing away in the same way that the Colts did. And they didn't. And now it feels like the AFC playoff race is up for grabs again. Yeah. Dolphins got you know beat the fighting Ian books you know how about they they called Drew Brees and he sent him a picture that he was on the on the golf course that's exactly I what like, I would have done I totally support him he's like I'm, you see me on NBC right now oh, I'm not <laughs> are you kidding I'm not going back there is my offensive line healthy hell no I don't know guys I you know don't have Michael Thomas in there either but man it, it, that's exactly it it's like the the good teams they they take advantage of this like the the Cowboys playing Washington tonight okay. You could say, okay, the Washington's fielding a JV team. Okay, they're not the they're not top tier. But look what the score was. Look how they handled it. And I get, you know, and I get it. The Chargers had guys out, but it's you still have your quarterback and you still have some dudes there. They're your starters. So like you should be able to play. Like you should be able to be like not okay, maybe not cover, which I wish you did, because I had you in my pick segment with Shield, but like at least win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, that's what that's what was weird. Not what did they lose by? They lost by twelve. It didn't feel like twelve either. It felt like a three score, you know, loss. Like that's that's it was like the Texans controlled that game. How easily they so were weird. moving the ball in the fourth quarter and when the game was on the line and the fact yep. that they were still running it down their throat, that yes. felt really bad. 
And yes. it's just, it was one of those things. We can get really excited about Justin Herbert. We can get excited yep. again about the direction the Chargers are going in. Yes. This defense and some of the aspects to it feels like it's going to be a fatal flaw when it all comes down to it. Yep. They need dudes, man. It's like you can do whatever you want. You can, yes, like we could be okay. We could be sound and everything, but it's like having players matters. And that's the thing is like the easiest thing an offense could do if they're smart is just run the ball. It's hard to throw the ball. But if you're going to just go, hey, oh, we can just do the easy thing over and over. Oh, okay, cool. Offensive yeah. line coaches go gaga. Like they're going to be so happy about it, but it's like, that's tough. Now imagine going against, like I said before, it's like you go against the good teams. I understand that too. It's like, that's, those are long days. All right. Baker Mayfield, explain yourself. <laughs> throwing, throwing four picks on Christmas as my grandmother is rooting so hard for you because she bet on the Browns because she hates Aaron Rodgers so much. It was incredible. Right? Oh my God. It was, we were, we were about to start the game. And my stepdad convinced her to put money on the Browns because she's like, I, I can't stand Aaron Rodgers. His hair is just so greasy and dirty. I hate it oh, so amazing. much. She just hates she, – uh, it was amazing. And then obviously she gets her heart broken. But oh. Baker Mayfield throws four picks. And so we can talk about the interceptions individually if we want to. We yeah. can talk about the performance overall. Here is kind of my feeling after watching that game. He is so stiff in the way that he plays the position. His arm strength is fine. His arm talent, however we want to describe that, is so lacking when you compare it to the Allens and the Mahomeses. I know those guys are out of this world good, but that's the distinction here. Yes, Having one of those guys versus not having one of those guys, when Baker has to come off something, he he has to put everything into throws. So when he he comes off something, he can't respond. He yep. can't redirect without turning his entire body, resetting his feet, getting everything into it with all his cleats on the ground. And that just it, – it forces him – there's rigidity to the way that he plays the position that puts him in a really bad spot. And that's beyond whatever physical limitations he has in terms yeah. of height or mobility, his decision-making qualms, whatever you have with that. Watching him play the position, just the box that he has to play it in was really evident to me when watching that game on Saturday. Absolutely. When it's when you reset the throw, yes, it helps when you're a freak like Herbert, who's like six six and so quick twitch. This is why actually I love Trevor Lawrence. And I mean, obviously, again, I'm very bold that I, I really like the number one pick. But it's like why he's so big and so tall, but he is so quick twitch and is so tight with his feet that that ability to redirect. It's so great you're talking about this. That ability to redirect. That's the hard shit. Not only we talk about mental going one to two to three on stuff or shortcutting and getting to your number three read right away. Everything with Baker, you can tell he's guessing on stuff mentally. Not all, all, not everything, but you can tell sometimes he's like, okay, I'm not really sure what coverage I'm about to get here. I'm going to the right side. Then when he gets into, I'm going to call it panic mode. That's when it all comes unraveled because yes, like if you're not going to be the best athlete he's, and he's a fine athlete, I'd say he's okay. And you're not the biggest guy. I mean, he's thick, but he's not tall. Okay, all your mechanics and all the other stuff has to be tight. Yes. Like you have you can't have any fat. Everyone wants to bring up the outlier of outliers, Drew Brees. You wonder why Drew Brees lasted as long as he did at such a high level? It's because his shit was tight. <laughs> it was like he had a no fat on his foot moment or his feet, footwork or anything like that. I was about to say feet work. Oh my God. But any of his foot, all his stuff, everything was on time. He yeah. reset Central, on How's stuff. Central Time treating you, buddy? Oh How my you doing God. over here? No, yeah. I'm so Pacific Time, but it's oh, just okay. uh, hanging with the parents. <laughs> I guess it just, it's, I'm on. <laughs> uh, but it's, man, but that's all the, the, that, like, 
Russell has some struggles sometimes with that too. Russell actually has pretty fairly good, okay mechanics, but then as soon as, you know, he can get laid on stuff, he can bounce too many times. But guess what? Russell's a very, very good athlete. He's an <laughs> incredible so he, playmaker. Yes. And that, that is the thing is we are, Baker's strengths, I struggle to identify them at this yes. point. Because right. if you're not going to be able to beat people with quick decision making, which he can't, he, those no. plays, that play that Burrow made, the, who won to Joe Mixon for the touchdown, Baker Mayfield yep. cannot make that play. He, he has never though. consistently made that play That yep. because he does not come off of it quick enough. So if you're not going to come off stuff fast enough, if you're not going to identify stuff fast enough, if you're not going to have just the otherworldly physical ability to make yourself right and pull things out of thin air yep. and your mechanics aren't going to be very good, things are starting to unravel here. Correct. And I, the four picks is worse than it actually was. The first interception, probably a penalty, right? And I understand yeah. why he throws that ball to Donovan Peoples-Jones. He sees yeah. the safety come down. So yes. the moment that free safety steps down, he's supposed to throw that ball. Yes, and, it's an alert. <laughs> and he's that's held, he's held back just physically by the corner. You could have called that a penalty. The second interception, the one he sailed to, yeah. to Landry, that's unacceptable. Yes. Like that's like that is there's that's no exactly excuse what we're talking for about. that. That is the yep. exact play where it's yep. the mechanics plus the decision making plus everything. His just goes feet to are shit. spread out, and because yes. and, and his feet get spread out, if you just do it, if you I, I've talked about short stepping sometimes this happened. If you overstride or say you move your back foot wide, your shoulder is just naturally going to lift up, and he's not talented enough to adjust his. So that sounds really mean. He was a number one pick. He was Eisman Trophy winner and everything. But if you're not talented enough or consistent enough to change your arm ankle to accommodate for that, and he's not, and that's the it's thing. Rigidity. That's not his game. That's what I'm saying. He yes. has to play the game in a box. And yep. when you have these guys that don't have to, it shows up. The third, the third interception that he threw, the one where he tried to make that play down the left sideline, he can't do that. He yep. can't do that off platform on the move like that, like some of these other guys can't. And I think sometimes his ambition outpaces what he actually brings to the position and you have to play it perfectly. You have to check every single box with your decision-making and your mechanics and just the details of the way that you're playing the position. If you don't have that otherworldly playmaking ability and he doesn't, and it's just, that's to me, that was the biggest takeaway. And the fourth interception we can talk about again is another pass interference, whatever that doesn't matter to me. Stokes dropped an interception so we can throw another one in there. Exactly. To me, it's not about the box score. It's not about the results. It's about the feeling you get watching him play. I know he's hurt. I know he's been hurt all year. But this is stuff that has been in the back of your mind before, even when this season t- – throw the season out at times. Does yep. The injury, whatever. This stuff has been there already, and I think now it's just more pronounced because he's played dinged up all year. Yep. I just think that you have to put him in such perfect conditions – for him to play well. And when we've seen, again, what a guy like Josh Allen, what a guy Pat, like Patrick Mahomes gives you outside of perfect conditions. Because when these games get hard, when it's December, when it's Christmas, when you're fighting for playoff spots and trying to win championships, the yep. games get hard. They're yes. going to be hard. Ask Jimmy G on Thursday night. They're going to be hard. And when you have these guys that you have to point in the right direction and can't create anything for you, it becomes really, really difficult to win in these moments. And the thing is, when they repeat calls, because they do a lot in their, in their drop back game, he has his number one that he likes to throw. If they run double slants, he's throwing the same slant every single time. And that's when, okay, that's fine when you play a bad team that's or bad players. When you start playing these real games where these guys are studying the shit and you're, you have now 16 weeks of film out there, they're going to go, 
Okay, every time they're an empty, they're going to go stick double slants. Okay, if we go to the double slant side, okay, jump it, drive it, because he's not going to adjust and throw the outside slant. He's not going to go stick and hit number two out there. So he's all or nothing on the one and done read. This is the same thing I've talked about with Russ, the one and done read. If Okay, but if that's not open, then now what? Okay. And he does not hit, have that second aspect. And he doesn't have it. that. He doesn't he, have his get out. His, he can't. He has no get out of jail free card. He no. has none. Everything has to be perfect how he wants to live. That's to be an NFL quarterback. Everybody has different answers that they have to get to. His is just really tough right now because he puts himself in that world. Like I, I get, I've gotten asked this a couple times this year. What's the best offense for Baker? And right now I don't know. And it, that that's scary. I mean, that really is because I don't know. It's been a fun, his rookie years a long time ago now. Like I, I like those throws, those seam benders that he was hitting that offense. It was like, okay, I could see some stuff there. But now it's like, and they run those and he doesn't want to throw them because he, he's late and he has to throw the full torque throws. So everything just comes unraveled. Like you said, it's the injuries. Yeah, do add up. But now it's more pronounced. And it's like, oof, it's a lot of, a lot of blemishes right now. If you're not going to be one of those guys who is just that hyper-talented player, that hyper-talented quarterback that can make things out of nothing, then you need to play on time all yep. the time. And yep. he doesn't. And that's the problem, is that he doesn't fall into one of those buckets that you need to fall into. And I exactly. think that we're seeing what that looks like in real time. Yep. All right, last thing here that we we can talk about this very quickly. I need someone to explain what the Jaguars did at the end of that game. I, I, I wanted to, too. Uh, we'll start with uh, running of the run play uh, with uh, no timeouts. And then not having another play ready to go. And when they lined just, up to do it, I was like, are they really going to spike this ball right now? And are then, they really going to spike this ball on third down? I couldn't believe it. I I lost my mind. I was yelling at the team. I was like, what are you doing? It, they had I think it was 19 seconds when the, the second down, when the guy got tackled, I think it was Marvin Jones at the one or two. Plenty of time to get a playoff. You know you have four to five seconds. That's the typical time for me to run a play. 19 seconds is plenty of time to get to a no huddle pass play. I'm sure they have 10 of them they can get to. They panicked and went spike, spike, spike. And then the, uh, and then the fourth down, Tavon Austin doesn't, I think it was Tavon Austin, doesn't know where to line up. no idea up. where to line up. I started so laughing the, so hard when the, the ball was snapped and the flag came out. I was like, that's it. Knew exactly that, what happened. That, that, that's it. Knew exactly what happened. I, I think my sister knew what happened. I'm not trying to dog her. She's seen a lot of football games. She goes, <laughs> she goes, you can't do that, can you? And I was like, nope, that's a legal formation, a legal shift. And, and that was it. He doesn't know where to line up because they probably went to some Game plan, red zone call, rather than just call play. Everyone knows because they're playing like, oh my God. It's just like, it's so annoying because you don't have to get into this world. And Trevor Lawrence is trying to snap the ball because they're taking so long to get the play call in because they're probably panicking on the play call. And then on top of it, then they don't know how to line up. So he's snapping the ball and then, oh, it's all just, it's just a mess. Great schlock, as I said before. It's just, It was so it's ugly. I mean, it every was week, so, so ugly. So oh, the last thing, we, Trevor. very quickly, you wanted to talk about this. The Seahawks four-minute approach against the Bears today. They blow another double-digit lead. They're the first team this season to lose multiple games after leading by double digits in the fourth quarter. They bo- And both of those games have come at home. <laughs> I know. It used to be a fortress there. The the Okay. They get the first down. Uh, I think they're about they, – they get to like the plus 30 to, uh, to the Bears' 30-yard line. Okay. They're up – whatever. They were up seven or eight. And okay. Oh, yeah. They're up seven because, yeah, the Bears went for two. So they're up seven. They get a field goal there. That's basically an ice the game. At least you can milk the clock that you're supposed to. That's that's what it's called a four minute drive. Four minute drive is because you're okay. We're trying to burn four minutes off the clock. That's an, an idea of it. You're at the plus 30. You are golden right now. First down, the guy was out of bounds. So at first I thought it was a running clock, but really when it's inside five minutes, uh, the clock stops. 
So if you go out of bounds, um, some people don't know that if it's outside five minutes, then the clock will keep winding. But uh, so they go no huddle on first down and I'm hurry up, no huddle. And they snapped the ball. I was trying to, I'm still trying to figure out why, but did they try to catch him with 12 guys? I want to look at that one. Okay. So that's that. They get a holding on the next play. The backup tight end gets a holding. It was a garbage call, by the way, but he gets a holding. It happens. All right. So now it's second along. Okay. They go a jet sweep play to de Eskridge. And okay. They jet sweep. Do you know why you don't want to do a jet sweep in four minute mode? Go out because of bounds. It's an outside play that almost he goes out of bounds. But he fell in bounds. He barely. But he, he tried to get out of bounds, but he fell in bounds. <laughs> yes. He almost Marion Barbered it. Oh, uh, my God. I was like, like what I was you not going to say that. I'm glad you did. <laughs> and as soon as I remember Bears, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. That that we should have been in the playoffs that year. We. I was I was a Bears fan of that year. But it yeah. It still so pains the, me. The jet sweep. Okay. So now it's third forever because they lose two yards on that jet sweep. <laughs> they pass the ball. I would at that point on third and twenty two, I think it was maybe third and nineteen. Just let the clock run. Let it go. Yeah, just hand it off, and we'll we'll pin them with a punt. They call a pass play, and it's incomplete. And it's just like, what are you doing? So it was just a comedy of errors, and then the a court. It it just seemed like it was going to happen. Like as soon as that sequence happened, I was like, they're not winning this game. Like against Nick Foles. That that's the thing. It's oh my god. It's like it shouldn't be this way. It's like it's not that hard. Like it's not that hard to like just just. I, I love being aggressive in those situations. Sometimes teams get into heavy personnel and they try to dial up 22 personnel runs and you kind of just tee it off on them. Uh, defenses tee off on them. You already did the hard part. You got to the plus 30. It's first down. Okay. Stop being aggressive. You're good. You're good. <laughs> just milk the clock. Just take it. But yeah. Yeah. So I'm a little frustrated by it because it just didn't have to happen. But yeah. Go go bears, I guess. Bear down for you. Oh my god! I just uh, who cares? <laughs> I mean, like good for them. I know. Like I, I'm, I'm I know. glad. They, I'm glad they won. It's just at this point, I'm just sim tend. I, I just, it, it Both really doesn't teams, matter. Man. Like it really does not matter. No. And we are gonna have. We're not spending more time on that game because we're gonna have an extended Seahawks conversation a little bit later in the week with the guests that we're bringing on. So you guys come back and check that out on Wednesday. We're going to do a deep dive on the Seahawks, and it almost is more fitting that they lost that game before we have that conversation on Wednesday. All right. Before we get out of here, we're going to figure out who got the belt. It's the Joe Show, starring Joe, doing all sorts of Joe things. (laughs) Thanks, Kat. I love it. If you guys haven't guessed, Joe Burrow gets the belt this week. Oh, really? I thought it was the Joe Millionaire show that's coming out this week. God, he just I, I love Kent now. It was just wrestling base before. Now we're just spinning the wheel. So that, slowly this is, getting deeper into the bag here. I mean, I don't know who else could get it today. He was phenomenal. Right. I mean, 500 yards. He really man. deserves it. I mean, the 500-yard performance that, again, he earned. I mean, there were so yeah. many just beautiful plays, beautiful throws in that game. And it really does feel like we're seeing that. We're seeing him kind of take that step to – that upper echelon of NFL quarterbacks. He's played yep. extremely well this year and he makes them must watch. You know, they're a yeah. flawed team. I, I think that again, their, their line, I'm, I'm concerned about it in terms of their ceiling in 2021, 2022, yes. but going forward, it is really, really hard to not get excited about him and this team. It's he, you always want the guy, especially uh, duh, but you always want your quarterback to see him make other guys better, make your players, the teammates around them better not only just passing the ball, and I, I just want to keep bringing it up too. It's like, yes, they have the, the line blemishes, and yeah, and that probably will be their fatal flaw once they play better teams. But it's the fact that he helps them so much. 
that he is helping them by getting the ball off either quick or then creating the plays and doing the two things that help the offense align the most. That's that's what a real quarterback is doing. It's not making it hard. It's not like, oh, we got to dial up another play action. We got to dial up another naked, a pull up naked to get an explosive play. It's like everything's on schedule and on time. And when it's not, he's doing the creation stuff. That's what top tier guys do. And that's what he's playing like. And it's not just, yes, it's against a banged up Ravens team. But guess what? It's like, he was doing it every single snap, it, and he's been doing he's it. He's doing for, the right stuff. It, the, the, yes. the fact that his eyes are in the right place, his decision making is there. The fact that he's just playing on time, the, the awesome. missiles he's thrown on some of those inbreakers to T. Higgins. Yep. I don't care if it was a college team. It just yeah. the way he's playing the position. He's checking all of the boxes right now. Watch the second half against anyone that's like, oh, okay, it's against bad Ravens. Watch the second half against the 49ers a couple of weeks ago, and it's like that's what that was another performance of his. That it's like, holy shit, you're doing some yeah. good stuff. That like, drive, it's, like that singular drive that he had against the Niners, is like wow. Yep. And yep. he has those moments right now. I yep. very few quarterbacks have I enjoyed watching as much as I've enjoyed watching yes. him over the last month or so. It, to me, it is appointment television and. You know, we're going to see them in the playoffs, most likely. They're probably going to yep. win the AFC North after winning that game today if they can take care of business here over the next couple of weeks. And the way he's playing, it feels like they deserve it. Obviously, the season from hell for the Ravens in yep. terms of injuries, but I don't want to see the Steelers in the playoffs. Yep. I don't want to see this Browns team playing this way in the playoffs. I want to see Joe Burrow because yep. that's where he's gotten to in kind of the NFL pecking order in my mind. Completely agree. We talked about like you're we were talking about playoff teams a week or two ago, and it's like, well, I want to see, you know, Justin Herbert in the playoffs. I want to see Josh Allen in the playoffs. I want to see, you know, I want to see Joe in the playoffs as well. Like Joe Burrow, like he is, like you said, appointment viewing. It's fun to watch him play quarterback, which is that's rare to say. It's it's really cool. All right, guys. That's all we got for this week. Please send in your questions for this week's mailbag. Mitch is back this week. You can give us a call at 872. 872- Two 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 seven zero seven three. You can also send us an email at athleticfootballshow at gmail.com. Please get those in by 1 p.m. Eastern on Monday. We'll be back with Mitch on Tuesday's show. Until then, please rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. I really appreciate that. Think of it as a late Christmas gift to me. If you can leave us a little review if you like the show. Also, please subscribe to The Athletic, theathletic.com slash football show. Highly encourage you guys to do that if you have not already. We will be back with a full slate of shows this week. For now, appreciate you guys listening. We'll talk to you soon. This was The Athletic Football Show.